Yo, ¿qué pasó, mi gente? You're tuned into another episode of the Chicano Podcast. It's being brought to you by Chocast. Steve Garcia, Chicano. I got a special guest today, uh, Mr. Matt Seville. Um, considered one of the top political poets in the country. Um, he is a Chicano. Um, he is from Los Angeles. Um, I know that he has a new book out right now that he's promoting called Mowing Leaves of Grass. Um, got a lot of beautiful poetry in it. I know the world of academics um, is using uh, his book as well. A lot of universities, uh, you know, love his work. Um, so, you know, without further ado, Mr. Matzadil, I know, um, you know, you're a, you're, you're a gifted poet, man. You got a lot of uh, political poems uh, that are very um, emotional, visceral, uh, moving. Uh, but yeah, man, this uh, slam poetry, I don't know much about it, uh, but I've been looking at it on the internet lately and it looks pretty interesting, man. Can you tell us a little bit more about like who you are, where you're from, how you got started? And I mean, what exactly is political poetry? What is or I'm, better yet, what's what's slam poetry? What is that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so so slam is actually specifically a competition um, wherein people come in and they get rated from point zero to ten. And so I did slam many years ago, like specifically went out and competed in slams, um, you know, like almost a decade ago. So I haven't done it in a while. But the style I do is definitely comes from 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 the slam scene, which you know oftentimes called spoken word or uh, or it's called slam. Um, and so, yeah, I'm a little different because uh, I, I kind of I never focus to, um, to to write about a lot of political issues, whereas uh, most slam poets kind of try to have a versatile kind of um, more I don't say versatile, but they, they they try to have um, in the slam world they call it deeper pockets, which just means they have a love poem, and this poem, and that poem, and this poem, you know, a poem about like grief, a poem about loss, a poem about this. And like maybe one or two poems about politics, and so they have kind of this, like this kind of because well, they're competing, you know, they're competing, and, and the slam is based upon the opinion of you know five strangers who might not be into politics, who might not be into a love poem, who might not be into this. So you have to have as many different types of st- styles possible. So my experience in slam is that I would do either really well or really bad, you know, like because if an audience or if the judges, not so much an audience, but the judges wanted to hear. Um, you know things that are really hard and politically charged. You know, I'll beat anybody, um, but if they want to hear, you know, all kinds of variety of stuff, then I'm not going to win. You know, so that was kind of uh, my experience specifically in slam. But you know, I took the kind of style of it because I like the I like the, the, the kind of the pyrotechnics of it. I like the the explosiveness of it. The you know how impulsive it was. You know, performance aspects. Um, and, and I kind of wrote about things I wanted to write about. But in writing about the things I wanted to write about, I ended up um, charting a whole different path, a whole different lane, to the point where it's like, you know, I'm now kind of like, uh, you know, I'm the favorite of like academics and historians and organizers, and all kinds of people who are involved in, in, in the content of what I'm writing about and the stuff of what I'm writing about, not necessarily how I write it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I know that um, that was something that caught my eye. Be uh, you know when I was looking into um, you know your book and 
you know, more about you and everything, uh, because it's pretty interesting that, you know, we're within the same circles, but I just didn't even know that, you know, <laughs> you, you, you know, you, you got that gift, man. And, um, you know, I, I saw that you're, 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 you're at a lot of schools, man. Can you tell me like, I mean, all the different curriculums that are bringing your particular, uh, you know, book, the, the new one, I want to say it's called Mowing Leaves of Grass, right? Yeah, Moon Leaves of Grass. Uh, well, I know for sure it's being taught at Mission. It's being taught at uh, Cal State Channel Islands. It's being taught at um, San Marcos. It's being taught at the university. It's being taught at the College of uh, Western Idaho. Uh, it's being taught at the uh, University of Texas Arlington. Uh, it's being taught um, in, um, these are things that I know for sure. That's uh, being taught at, um, at Cal State Northridge. Um, and Channel Islands, I'm not sure I already said that. So it's being, it's being taught at a few universities, I'm not sure, and there's universities I'm not sure about. I think it might be being taught at Wisconsin, Madison. Um, I think it might be being taught at Cornell. I think it might be being taught at a few places. Any place I have clues about because of the, because of ordering patterns, I'm not really sure, you know, they, they kind of wear. I think uh, UCR, um, uh, University of Riverside, is going to pick up uh, a couple hundred copies pretty soon so um, for next semester we're kind of working out the deal right now so the, yeah the, the, the book is increasingly being taught more multiple places and I think that you know I really need to put my foot in the gas and get more systematic about that and figuring out ways to reach out to people to teach the book because um, you know everyone who teaches it loves it um, in terms of uh, teaching like Chicano studies and teaching like uh, ethnic studies courses um, because what it really is is just it, it just it, 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 it's the content of what they're teaching. Uh, it's just delivered in, in a different kind of way, in a kind of exciting kind of way, in a very uh, visceral kind of way. Because uh, as a poet, I'm not really responsible um, to do the same things they are, which is to like really be to drive a point home and to and to really make sure that everyone understands clearly what's being said and to make sure everyone's like following this happened and this happened that happened and walk away with that my responsibility is not that my responsibility is to make sure someone has an emotional experience someone feels something really charged right um and so i can kind of jump around a lot but it, you know in doing that i'm able to deliver something that usually is far more impactful than a general lesson you know, it's 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 more visceral. It's more like, oh, well, what just happened? Um, because my responsibilities are different. My responsibilities are not to make sure you clearly understood every little fact and take a test on it later. My responsibility is to just uh, is, to, is to capture you um, and make you look into it more later. Um, but to make it exciting, to make it come alive. And so, you know, in that, I'm able to do a lot of things that they're not able to do, um, um, just because of the form I'm working in. And I think in that way, it supplements their work a lot. So everyone who's used the book really, really loves it. So um, I think that uh, I just really question of being more systematic about approaching colleges and stuff like that. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that, that's right on, brother. Um, I think, you know, I'm so glad that you were able to say all that because, I mean, looking into it, you know, I mean, I know that um, you've had you've had other people write about you, right? Like LA Times, LA Taco, I mean, you're 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 primarily. I mean, where, where are you from, and um, what 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 people? You know, what's the who who are out there? Who are you, who's advocating for you out there? You know, man. What what how you how you getting your little grassroots thing going? Well, I'm from uh, you know I'm in LA area. You know, um, 
So I, I you know, you know, Los Angeles, the the Inland Empire. I mean, I, you know, I drive around the whole kind of SoCal, LA base. I agree to Los Angeles metropolitan. You know, I go to the go out to you know, the Inland Empire. Go out to I'll go out to Orange County. I'll go out to um, you know LA. I'll go out to to the Valley, the San Fernando Valley, San Gabriel Valley. I'm you know I travel around a around here. Um, that's kind of like where I'm at, you know. But I uh, travel the country too. But that's kind of primarily where, where I function. Um, but it's a good place. It's a good place to be Chicano. It's kind of like where there's, there's a lot of Chicano. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of activity. And there's a lot of historic stuff too. So that's kind of that, that's where I'm at. Um, uh, you know, I'm a member. I'm a member of the Association of Barasa Educators in Bavare. Um So that's a lot of where the ethnic studies comes from. One of the founding members of Delahawar. So you know that that kind of takes me in a lot of different places as well. Um, and so it's kind of like how like a lot of that. The, networks and stuff are built. I mean, Telagor is a little bit kind of separate. It's kind of a different, a different project. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't use Telagor to push my, 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 my book. I mean, I really kind of want to keep that um, as this kind of uh, separate project that's not really just mine. It belongs to me, uh, Karina Acri, Vice, uh, and as well as Ernesto Ayala. So it's, it's three of us. So that's not really a proper venue for me to just push my stuff. But, but it does take me in places. It does, does you know, whatever. And, it does, you know, I do meet people and, you know, face to face is all about, you know. So um, that that's not that's another avenue. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's just uh, and then just like the word of mouth and just uh, you know, I've been doing this for a while and uh, and uh, yeah, you know, and I get to, I mean, I, you start meeting prominent people, you get quotes from them, they say good things about you. You know, next thing you know, you know, you're being described as the best political poet in America. You're being described as Polaroid struggle, you know, and art, our art subjective. So, what does the best even mean? But you know, I'll take it. Someone's the best. I'll take it. Um, I mean, I'm definitely one of the best. I mean, you put a, put a, any criteria on it. I mean, yeah, I'm a lot. I'm a lot better than, than a lot of people. Yeah, no, yeah, no. You, I, I, um, I got to say this. Just taking a step back, man. Um, you know, I looked at you know before you know we um, got on today. You know, I was. Looking, you know, at a lot of, you know, the the, the, the different um, YouTubes that you have, because you have quite a few out there, um, you know, um, even on your social media platform. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I was moved. So I mean, I encourage any of the listeners out there, if y'all don't know um, about slam poetry, um, if y'all are maybe even interested in politics or poetry, I mean, because I am the two. I'm interested in both of those things. Um, I mean, have you always, uh, did growing up, were you always a poet? No, no. I, I wanted to, um, when I was a kid, I wanted to write, like, novels. I wanted to write, um, I don't know. When I, was, when, I, when I was a kid, I wanted to be president. But then my dad told me I couldn't be president because I'm Mexican. And then I thought he was confused. I was like, no, dad, I was born here. And then uh, and he's like, that's not what I mean. So... And it wasn't like he was completely discouraging. He told me I could be an accomplishment or something. So, and this is in the 80s, you know, so well, well before Obama. But I mean, it was more and more, I don't know that guys had to do his name is, but, um, so, but that was kind of like, he was like basically like saying, like, oh, you, you know, you need to like, you know, I don't want your dad, whatever. Anyways, so he, you know, he told me I could be an accomplishment to PDC. And, and like, well, it wasn't like it was totally discouraging, but the fact that he said that, uh, I don't want to make it about him being a bad guy. That's not what it was. But he was just telling me. I no, let me, let me, yeah, let me interject, man, because you yeah. brought up actually one of my favorite 
poems uh, that you have, um, that one, man, that 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 to me, being a uh, Chicano male talking about um, needing to be charged, or you know, exciting, or you know, viscerally catch uh, yeah. or capture you know an audience, that delivery, yeah. that made me like really notice my emotions as a Chicano male. So I want to say you know, bravo, but also. I'm going to link that, um, you know, into uh, this, if you don't mind, into, sure. uh, you know, this, um, you know, little, uh, you know, I normally have like a preface of every uh, episode, but yeah, no, everybody out there, you know, if you're, if you, if you haven't checked any of this stuff out, uh, you know, please do. I mean, I think that, you know, it's something worth looking at, you know, especially if you like the content here, you know, I mean, with uh, Chicanos Growing. Obviously, I mean, I think that this politics is not going to do anything but grow. So it sounds like you're, you know, pretty much in the right little niche. And um, that's kind of why um, you're here, uh, you know, to talk at a little bit of length on, you know, this uh, Chicano paradigm in particular, you know, with, uh, you know, politics. So, I mean, just taking a step back, I mean, you obviously have some political um, understanding um, can you talk a little bit about how that inspired or how that culminated, uh, you know, to, um, you know, merge into this synthesis that you've created, uh, you know, in your in your in your own little niche? Um, or politics in general, I mean, if you want to. Well, yeah, so, so, I mean, like, so, so, well, I was kid, I want to be president, and that's and so, um, that kind of soured me on the idea of, of getting into, like, kind of politics. I mean, like, it's kind of a long, long, uh, long process of me getting soured, but eventually I was soured on it. And uh, then I wanted to write, I wanted to be an artist, I wanted to be a novelist. Uh, and this is like, you know, I don't know, like, grade 12, you know, at, the, at that point where I wanted to be like a novelist. And so I started, like, working on this book. I worked on it for most of my teenage years. And, uh, you know, I, I got to about 150 pages and all that. So, I mean, I, you know, I worked on it. And then I, uh, and then I kind of abandoned that. I had to work. And, you know, um, at this point, I'm like, like, 19, 17, 18, you know, years old. I'm, I'm working. And, uh, and then by the time I'm 24, a lot of, a lot of things kind of went, went, went sideways. And I ended up, uh, you know, in a, it's a pretty bad situation. And, uh, and so I found myself really like wasted all the time on phone. And, uh, I was at the library and, uh, and then it's kind of like, you know, that was a big, big, big turn. So that's kind of what the poem we're referencing. Um, and then I discovered, uh, open mics and, and, and when I discovered open mics, I kind of, uh, I had this kind of turning point with it. And, uh, and I eventually, it was kind of interesting because like, you know, I kind of gave, gave up the dreams of being an artist. Um, when I when I kind of recovered um, some of my life um, when I was in my mid twenties, and I uh, I wanted to be very political. I wanted to be political again, but now not as political as like someone running for office, but as like you know, but it's like a hardcore like communist organizer type person. And that was kind of my concept. Uh, and then I came back to art, but it was like, well, I'm gonna be an art. I'm very, very serious, I'm very, very proletarian. I'm not gonna write stupid love poems. I'm gonna do this and that. And so that became my mentality uh, when I when I got involved in the 20s. Um, and it was kind of interesting that, that the, these two people kind of merged, like the person that wanted to be an artist and the person that wanted to engage with, politically with the world, kind of merged into one person. And that, that's that's kind of 
who I've been for the last, you know, probably 12 years. So, um, I don't know. That, that, that's my story, I guess. Uh, I'm really grateful for it. I'm really grateful to be um, able to write books and speak speak places like that because, you know, I don't know. That whole, you know, anytime I'm working uh, like a retail job, because I was, you know, I was working retail, worked at Big Five, worked at uh, Steinmart, worked at Marshalls, all those different label chains, or, or big box chains, actually. And, uh, and I, and I would just like fold shirts and I'd become like conscious of my mentality. I'd be like, oh my God, I'm gonna die. My, my gravestone would say, here lies a man in folded shirts, you know? And he folded them well. <laughs> and like that, that was, that's how I would, you know, start getting into panic. Um, I'm like, I have so much inside of me, nobody knows. It's really, really very dramatic. Uh, terrible, terrible experience. Anyways, no. so. Huh? Yeah, no, I, I um, I never saw you that way. I mean, I, I, as far as I, you know, I, we're friends on, on, on Facebook or whatever. I would, I would, I would, you know, scroll through things or see people's timeline or whatever pop up. And I just always thought you were like this master interviewer. I was always seeing you talk to doctors or always seeing you talk to somebody in academia. They just seem really smart. And I'd, I'd be like, how does this guy get all these interviews? Like, like no. he's, he's got something to say. I just, let me, let me, let me tune in, you know? And then every once yeah. in a while, just a couple of minutes here, a couple of minutes there. And, you know, academia can go on and on and on. But I always thought you were just this professional uh, interviewer until. Uh, uh, so, you know, okay. So, so, uh, so, so the, the interviews, I know those interviews during the pandemic because um, just to keep myself sane, because I had all, I had this, 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 this wild work schedule planned out for myself um and this is like the beginning of the pandemic and it was like everything was shutting down everyone was getting depressed and i was like well okay i can just work i can work my ass off a little stuff or you know i could work really hard doing stuff or i could um reach out to some people because right now i have a kind of a captive not just a captive audience but i have a captive uh, interview pace and so i kind of cashed in on my years of uh uh, of um, you know being this 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 you know whatever quasi well known writer and uh, and starts just conducting as many interviews as possible and then it got very addictive and at one point I think the most I did was twelve in one day and these are hour long interviews it's not like ten minute interviews these are like you know hour long interviews so I did twelve in one day and then I, at one point I was like okay one day. One of these days, I'm going to set it up, and I'm going to do 24 interviews. <laughs> All right. One-hour interviews in one day. And the reason I wanted to do that was because that way my record could never be beaten. Broken, yeah. Be because I am Matt Zedillo, and I compete with the living, the dead, and the unborn. You know, and that was... <laughs> okay. All right. That, that was my mentality. You know? that's, that's how I think, you know? When I, get, when I really start doing things, when I really get going. So, um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool to have uh, aspirations. I think that um, the, the, the more I started, uh, you know, to look into, uh, you know, what you're doing and stuff, I think um, that resonates, man. Um, and as a Chicano, um, I love it, man. I think that, uh, you know, it's kind of cool uh, to see somebody, you know, with that type of spirit, uh, you know, come 
to a um, you know uh, a, 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 a mind's eye at least you know I mean I know that we're not you know televised right you know we're not in any mediums like you know normally I mean you you know you got a couple of places to be you know in the universities or you know a couple of papers writing but I think that's great um, I just wish there was more of us uh, you know yeah. to look up to because I mean honestly you didn't really have many uh, Chicanos to look up to until now that we got Matt Cedillo, right? I mean, let me ask you this. Who who inspired, or who are some of your top poets, or who inspired your work, man? Well, I mean, like, uh, uh, you know, this is very, you're right. This is very, very cool. So, I mean, like, if I were to look at, like, the Chicano poets that I'll, I'll see in some, like, you know, big networks, I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you know, Luis Rodriguez, he makes the rounds. He kind of makes the rounds for these. He's like such a renaissance man. He's got like his his gang intervention stuff. He's got in fact he's a novelist. He got the fact that he's always he's, so he's a poet, but it's not really. That's not. I mean, that's not all he does. And so the fact that he does so many things, I think, is what what what, what allows him a lot of access to a lot of different things. Uh, uh, you got uh, Jimmy Santiago Baca, but again, he does a lot of things too. So there's a lot. Is it, to be a, just a Chicano poet and be be there is is hard, but just to be Chicano in general. And, and to be recognized in this country I mean you look at like the level of accomplishment like some of these people have and just how difficult it is for them to just get any kind of like press or, or any kind of interest in, uh, any interest from the not from the people but from like the average um, media outlet it's, 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 it's ridiculous it's ridiculous it's ridiculous um, there's, 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 it's no accident that like we, we represent like you know twenty percent or something like twenty five percent twenty twenty five percent of the country, um, and not just not just channels but like the whole kind of group, um, uh, that we represent that much that 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 large chunk of the population. You know we're only like four percent of media. We're only like you know a certain percent of like academia. We're only a certain percent. There's a there's an active wide conspiracy to keep us out of um, the ways in which. Uh, um, a, a nation state would explain itself to itself and to the world. There's an active hand. Uh, uh, um, there's an active hand afoot. <laughs> there's an active. There's an active process in which, in which our voices are suppressed. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Because it's, it's not just me. It happens to like all of us. You see all these people, all these accomplishments, all these accolades, all this, all this at their back. And and like there's like this. There's this desire not to not to push them. There's a desire to 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 have someone else speak, to have some other um, more familiar thing uh, be be represented. So, uh, you know, it, it's very difficult. It's very very difficult. Um, but you know, I'm a fighter. You know, like I, I you know I, I like fighting. So um, I'm, I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not I'm not I'm not. I mean, I'm just laying out that the, what's actually there. I'm not really complaining about it. You know, I sold like 3,000 books. You know, I mean, I'm 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 gonna make it either way. I mean, I'm gonna, you know, one way or another, I'm gonna I'm gonna make I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do. Um, and that's but, that's that's what um that's what that's what uh Ch- that's what Chicanos need here, man. Um, you're right. You know, you're putting down the facts, and um, yeah, man. Um, again, that book uh is called Mowing Leaves of Grass. Where can you buy that book? Uh, you can get that book online. Um, you know, if you're friends with me. You can, you can, uh, if you're hearing this right now and we're friends, uh, you know, send me money and I'll, I'll send you a signed copy of your address. But, uh, you know, if, if, if not, you can, uh, you can, you can find it online. Um, just type in Matt Cedillo, uh, with an S and, uh, mowing leaves of grass and it'll come up. It's, you know, they sell it at barnesandnoble.com, sell it at amazon.com, they sell it at, um, what else? Uh, 
um, Walmart.com, Target.com. You know, but you know what? The Waltons, they don't need any money. And, 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 and Barnes doesn't need any money. And Mobile doesn't need any money. And Jeff Bezos sure doesn't need any more money. So if you can, try and find my publisher, which is flowersongpress.com. And you find Adam McCallan, right? Adam McCallan, Edward. Yeah, you know Edward? No, no. I just, I was looking at the... The, the 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 preface of the book and or the you know the one of the first pages and i was like oh wow you know that's cool this isn't you know one of them you know little 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 radios little border towns you know what i'm saying where yeah, Valley, yeah. kind of business you know that's that's kind of what i was uh you know getting at is it you know we don't have nobody to support us and there ain't there ain't nobody that's ever gonna you know um you know give us those accolades or give us the representation like you were talking about it's almost like we're hidden you know where this um I think I heard um, the other day uh, some 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 stat like we're the eighth largest <laughs> GDP in the world, <laughs> just yeah. as just as a people in yeah. this country, and we have like you know I mean there's there so many other things that you could go on and on about. There's Hollywood. I was buying you know I don't know a quarter or a third of the tickets and getting represented one or two percent of the time and all kinds of stuff that just makes yeah. you go like really. Like, you know, I mean, what, no, so what the, situa- yeah, the, the situation is really, really bad. It's really, really bad. It's, it's, it's pretty, it's a very horrible situation. And it's not to complain about it because I don't believe in that. I believe in, I believe in fighting back. I believe, but I believe in assessing reality first. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, like, I, I, you know, we got to really look at like what's happening and start making, making like, you know, real demands and start building our own networks. And that's what Flower Song is all about. So, building something, they're not going to give it to us, so we're going to build our own thing, you know? And, uh, and, and, you know, we're going to, we're going to make, we're going to make some noise and bang some pots, bags of pans. And, um, and, you know, and, and that, that's kind of like, you know, what I'm trying to do. And this whole thing about the best, right? The best political poet in America. Again, art's very subjective. Um, but I wear that proudly. You know, the fact that some people have said that about me, or that a number of people have said that about me. And that I've drawn comparisons to like a Mary Baraka, and I've drawn comparisons to Roque Dalton, and I've drawn comparisons to all these great political poets of the past. Um, and to say that I'm the, in 2021, that Matt Cedillo is the best political poet in America, you know what, like for me, it isn't about me that I'm uh, that, that, that someone said that about me, or, or that like whatever. It's about Chicanos. It's about in 2021, the best political poet in America is a Chicano. Do you know what I mean? If it wasn't me, if someone else, it'd be great. You know what I mean? Whatever. But the fact that like one of us is the best, period. You know what I mean? I oh imagine? man, when it, yeah, it, no, it, when it, you it's, yeah, it's like the best in the world, period. The best. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but I mean, supposedly the best in America, right? The best in this country, the best. You know that, and that's something that like you know, I, I kind of I, I feel like I need to like market more, not market, but like to beat my chest more about because it's not about me. It's about like kids growing up in East San Jose. It's about it's about kids from the East Side. It's about kids in McAllen. It's about whatever. The idea that one of us could be the best, like not 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 as good as anybody, but better than everyone. Do you know what I'm, do you know what I'm saying? One of us. I do. I do too. So I mean, like, it's like um, you know, it's like, like Canelo Alvarez is like the best the best boxer in the world right now, and all these people want to deny it. No, he's the best. And in 2021, he's the best. That's it. It's, 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 and I know it's ginger and it's not, but, but you know he's the best. And that's it. And so like and so like that's that's uh, that's important. That in this moment in time we recognize that, that one of us can be the best at something, and that means any of us can be the best at something. Yeah, no, that's if that's, you work uh, hard, if you work hard, if you work hard, if you work that, you work very, very hard. I work very hard, you know. So like you know, it's not just about like you know, 
whatever it means that you have to put you have to put in that work but but that's uh but that's possible because we don't live in a country that tells us we can be the best of things you know, we don't we don't live in a country that, that that tells us a lot about our identity or the truth either with critical race theory and all that other stuff that's being hidden right that's right what what um i mean how how does uh you know i mean i, I mean do you, do you do you does identity play a big role in in how you um create your art well i mean like you know of course i mean like i, I write about the things that that interests me and in I read about uh, the conversations I have right now. I'm very, very involved in, in the ethnic study struggle out here in California. Um, uh, to, to um, I shouldn't say I'm so involved, but I mean I, I'm involved. With people involved, you know. I don't take I don't take false credit, but you know I'm, I'm a member of the Association of Rasa Educators along with uh, people like uh, uh, Lupe Carrasco Corona as well as uh, Teresa Montaña, who are playing you know huge uh, uh, in the struggle. For, uh, for for ethnic studies here in California, uh, as well as you know uh, Fabio Pavone, who's like really struggling to get it out. Mona, I mean, there's a number of people involved in our organization. What's your What's your favorite poem? What's your favorite poem? Why don't you read it? Uh, okay. Well, this one's got a signature poem. Here we go. Um, this one's This one's kind of This one's uh, kind of well known, I guess. Here we go. It's called Pilgrim. See, some are born in summer homes and palatial groves with pain. It was only to unfold from the pages of secret gardens where it grows, but not I. See, I come from the stock of starred astronauts, deep in that sky, big dreams, and wide eyes, always running, down the devil's highway through occupied America, all the way back to us on Mango Street, and all the books here once read. There's a handball of the back wall of a bayaharia born, east the river post, Mendez versus Westminster, one generation of red lines, and diplomas that were signed with those dreams, and that skin. Need not apply, see, I come from struggle. And if my story offends you, as long as you made a mistake, I'm seeking your reflection in my self-portrait, see this. What's might be about you? Was someone born to the common core? Was affected faces grace the pages, doctrine spell an age to explore? World world hardships crashed against new shores, New England, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, for others, pushed off Turtle Island, Aslan, do not call this brown skin immigrant. Child of the sun, son of the conquest, may gun of blood, run through the veins, east side of Los Angeles, not tell him, but maybe tell him the song, the best be song, do not tell him who I am. Because I was raised like you, miseducating some of those very same schools off Lessons and legends of honest Indians and Christian pilgrims and a nation of immigrants are united in freedom. It isn't until they pulled us out, my white friend pointed directly at me and said, Scott, I judge you by the company you keep and you spend your time with this. The same old story is 1846. The adventures Uncle Sam stick up man, he went back. Show me your papers, I'll give me your labor, the melting pot. So they're made for the hands to clean it. The American dream has always come at the expense of those who talk to them, you'll know that. So you don't teach it. Could write you a book, but you won't read it. See, what's about you? In 1492, 
and the Treaty of Guadalupe and California missions and Arizona schools is racist, which are racist, and there's kids, it seems that they are our names, which we learn some of the days of Ferdinand to Minuteman, from Ohio to Animal, from Boom Boom, so I the Indian, so lives in need from the United States, and forty-three tried to bury us, and no, we were seen as Canadian mines, and it was striking down in Allah, it was brought up, but he made that's Analitas, Brown Blazy, Zapatistas, Rich Nixon, to Napoleon, from Peckinpah, to Houston, from Mozart Republic, to Christopher Columbus, all the way down to Donald Trump. We didn't cross the borders, but borders crossed us. Who are you calling immigrant? Pilgrim. Bravo, man. Bravo. It's uh that's is that a three is that a three act poem? What does that mean, three act poem, brother? That that is uh, an early model of a three act poem. So the three act poem is something I developed over the years, um, which is really just a way of just writing, getting my writing done quicker. And what it is, I set up a module for myself where on one side I look at uh, topic details points. So what's my topic? What are, uh, what are the details I'm used to flesh out my topic? What are the bricks I'm used to put my house? And then uh, my point, what am I trying to say about this topic? And on the other side, I set out um, my uh, a three-act structure, act one, act two, act three. Now, in setting up the, the three-act structure, I set out, okay, what am I going to accomplish in act one? What am I accomplishing in act two? What am I accomplishing in act three? So I'm ordering my details to best make my point. So in doing that, I'm separating the what from the how. I'm separating the uh, the style from the substance. And that's a real big deal for me to do that, you know, as an artist. I, I really think that people say things like, it's all style, no substance. It's a... Uh, you know, flash, not this. People say that about things in general. And I think it's, they do themselves a real disservice. You should really work hard on your style. You should really work hard on your delivery. You should really work hard on um, your ability to communicate, not just about the things you care about, not just be knowledgeable about uh, certain topics. Of course, you need to do that as well because, you know, you don't want to be all style, all style on the substance, but you want to have some style to better deliver your substance. You want to have some, a better, you want to have a better, you want to have a superior uh, delivery method. Um, to go along with uh, with this wonderful you know, body of knowledge you have to, to share with the world, uh, that is important. And people who tend to like know a lot of things, um, you know, kind of kind of get who nerd out. Um, they tend to have this uh, attitude about uh, about improving their communication skills. You know, like like it's other people's responsibility to understand what you're saying. It's not. You know what I mean? You want to convey this thing. It's your responsibility to 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 communicate it in the most the most clear and passionate manner. And so that's kind of uh, why I developed uh, the three-act poem um, was to, to, to help myself be more dynamic, more, more readily, and also to help others um, um, better deliver, um, you know, this, this wonderful, precious knowledge they have. I mean, it's, it's a form of activism for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like revolutionary composition. So it's really understanding. And then the three-act structure essentially works, you know, Act one, you got a world build. Act two, you set up a conflict. And act three, you solve the conflict using elements of the world build. Simple as that, you know what I mean? So like in, in this one, you know, I have kind of like the pride, the pain, the triumph, right? That's kind of the, the one thing that kind of go back to a lot, which is like in the beginning, I'll show, you know, beautiful community. In the middle, I'll show like all the problems, all, the, all these external things that are that are threatening it. And then at the end, it'll be like, well, we will overcome because we are so beautiful. We will, we will win because we will, because we are so wonderful. Because of these things that are great about us is the reason why we are going to win and why we're going to, you know, you know, you're not going to do this to us anymore. And, you know, you can't, you can't mess with us. You know, that sort of thing. Um, but it, the... but, and so, if you look at Pilgrim, the poem Pilgrim, there's another poem very similar called La Reina, 
pilgrim, it introduces the concept of honest engines of Christian pilgrims and the nation of immigrants all united in freedom. It, it's all vulnerable and sad and it's a point of weakness. By the end of the poem, we return to it, like who are you calling immigrant pilgrim? So now the, this word that, that was introduced in a vulnerable way returns uh, triumphantly. And that's kind of what you can do when you lay things out in the three-act poem. You can understand these things. And I'm a real believe, big believer that art is contrast. So if you look at a lot of my art, what I do, you know, I have a lot of these concepts, you know, like, okay, okay. if I introduce something, um, I have now created the demand for its opposite, right? So I introduce pilgrim sad, that means pilgrim must return with power and force. So a lot, a lot of tricks like that, a lot of things like that. And that right there is what makes me the best, not because of not because of the content, not just only because of the content of the things I'm writing about, but because, you know, I'm highly, highly invested in, uh, in, 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 you know, in, you know, tricking things out, you know, having all those switches, you know? No, no, I believe that, man, the, the mind is a, um, it's a, it's a tricky thing, man, in, um, our consciousness and our, uh, subconsciousness is also a tricky thing. I've just recently been looking into like bicameralism, um, you know, and I, I find that kind of interesting in itself. But 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 being on that topic, I, I noticed the other day when I was asking you about your poems and which ones I was going to ask you to read, I did call one of your poems, it's contrast. I, I was like, you're going to read that one where, you know, about, you know, I am God or whatever. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm the devil. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that one. So is that one is that one also a three act poem? Oh yeah, well that one, uh, yeah. I mean, because it, 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 it escalates. So that one's a little different because it has like essentially like uh, it's more episodic. It gives you like three episodes of the same thing, right? So in the poem, the devil, you get like this uh, this vision where the, the first you first uh, it's about the market, you know, it's about selling things. Then it's about the government. Then it's about organized religion, and then it transitions out to like. I'm, I'm, I'm the devil. Can you read it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, so what's, what's the, what's the, what's the? Is this internet radio? It's real radio. What we're we doing here? Because I want, I want, I don't want you to get an FCC band or whatever. No, no, no. This is um, Spotify or any kind of um, Apple. Uh, you know, I don't know. Some people use uh, Pandora, iHeart. Um, you know, all so these. Different... Yes, I, 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 I can, I can use profanity. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay, okay, I just want to make sure. I mean, I, I was, I was worried earlier because I want to, I, I was, I didn't have a hundred. <laughs> so, yeah, know, people I, do it all the time, brother. It's cool. I use it as a radio edit, you know, kind of, uh, my radio edit brain on. All right, cool. I'll do the devil. All right. You see, I had said someone that was a sucker on every minute. And I'm sure to provide a service. Get them on their way. Get them custom fitted. They say it's like Stephen Candy from Baby. It's more like selling crack to a fiend. Beaver to a tween, a winning Nigerian lottery ticket to a fool, Tom Cruise to a restaurant housewife for Scientology to Tom Cruise. Yes, you see, there's a sucker born every minute. And I'm sure they'll know they got some options. Coke or Pepsi, these or Nike, Ford or Chevy, a Mac or PC, a college education, or worse mortgage, get them knee deep in the blood of the Congolese, an Indonesian, Scottish, school fashion, American, debt, don't want to do the business. We'll go ahead then, organize, occupy, protest, start boycott, us hire PR from reorganize my sweatshops, restructure your loan, but auction you at a house and home. I'm the American way. I'm your race flag, I pledge allegiance. They say it's like stealing candy from baby, but it's more like 
stealing election. So I wore those pretense giving the country to my friends and reviewing my stock options. I'm the cross section of business and politics. I'm the Washington lobbyist. I'm Jack Avon, Dick Cheney, Fred Thompson. You best pay me. I'm the reason why you can't fight City Hall, but I can buy for the Supreme Court justice for the faint-hearted or those born of weak stomach. I am corruption for those bold enough to call the devil out by his name i answered to capitalism and i run shit and i heard there was a sucker born every minute i'm sure by service given something to believe in so i'm that opie the masses i'm that christian zionist picking a pocket painting pictures on a getting pocket percentage that send the rest of the idf to gun down to palestinians i'm organized religion a scandal blowing the vatican oh hobbies on the payroll of saudi prince and new nationals calling for ethnic cleansing and purification i am pat fucking robinson open your airwaves calling for political assassination i am a holy man a man of your cloth i wrap myself in holy Garbs. Wash the blood from my hands and watch the money roll in. I am a businessman. I am the poor. You shall always have. I'm what Caesar takes on you are willing to give it. I'm the five hundred kings of me. Who shall work? Shall I eat or not? Hiring, grow, die. I am every side of every point. I am tourism. I am slavery. I am the free market. I am the one percent. I am capitalism. I will watch your children starve to satisfy my greed. I am the mark of the beast. I ride on war, famine, genocide, and the bottom line. I am. The motherfucking devil. And I run shit. What the fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> I like the way that one ends. It's like, a, it's, like a, it's like a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's that's a cool. persona plan, so it's like you can't take on the whatever. You know, I have another one. Um, very similar is going to come out in the next book called The Rich it's like it's, a, it's basically the same poem but it's like you know just it's kind of updated for, for, for the different set of characters but it's uh, that one's like that part of partner so like uh, you know like uh, uh, we're going to survive this plot pit so you got pots and pans we got beads and plants chopping down rainforests colonizing the moon we're the rich who the fuck are you we'll privatize the water supply and then copyright the tears falling from your eyes you know so you can that more like these crazy villains are, are kind of fun to play sometimes. Do you change like um, I know the other day when you were telling me about um, El Soreno, was that uh, previously uh, one of your other poems? El Soreno was a poem I wrote. Um, you know, like I, the poem you talk about history of my family every nine years ago, and uh, and uh, and and you know, like uh, there was there were things that I kind of like left out or, or I didn't whatever I didn't I don't know, just didn't, didn't that were in that poem that were I wanted to like retouch and I wanted to get um I don't know I I, I don't know so I, I, I whatever so, so I ended up writing uh, Selena which is uh which is in the book and uh you know it's just about the you know, town I grew up in and it's also like you know you know it's also about like my experiences of uh, my experiences growing up and uh yeah, uh, that, that that was another it was another version of history of my family. So, the, um, and easier to remember because this is my family so goddamn long. You know, so, there's so so many twists and turns in it. Um, and so this was kind of a, uh, another a poem I wrote. Yeah. Which one? Which one of those two do you want? To, do you want to read El Sereno for us, or do you want to read the other one? Well, I'm selling this book, so why don't I do El Sereno? So people can go check out History of My Family, which was, uh, okay, which was yeah, cool. I think that's what Occupy said. So I'm going to do El Sereno. This is again in the book, uh, Mowing These Grass. I was born on the east side of Los Angeles, across tracks from down the industrial petrified forest. Across the steps, a giant green talk to the customers and gossipers, our abuelitas. From Raise the Sun, the bombs, birds, spoke Spanish. 
sold mangoes, papayas, and cherries, my favorite. As a child, I can never quite make the connection between the broken empty bottles across the steps and the broken empty men brought at the rust factories across the tracks. So my cousins and I would gather and throw rocks at the end directly to the head. And the men would yell back something like, what do you kids know about life? And we yell back, take that, drunks. That was messed up. This how it was growing up. A valley climbs up in Northern Minnesota. That's around the 1950s. My mother's father, a technician by trade by birth, a principal of men. And the backwards kingdom held him back. They treated him different for the radiance of his unapologetic brown skin. There's a family of six on a single income. There's hard, fought, genius in me. Older than my mother's womb. December 18th, 1981, after months of fear and absence, my father makes his return. My aunt moves to hospital bed. She says, now I want to see you. You know what you did. It'd be best for everyone if you were just me. My mother holds a newborn, her only begotten son. There is a pain in me, older than my father's blood. This child could never quite make the connection between his fingers or in my throat and the anguish in his chest of suffering older than my father's bones. His father's whiskey. Grandfather's short temper, long lived legacy to time. History does not care to remember his beatings when I fit for scrapbooks and genealogy shame rarely make their way to the oral tradition of campfire that is burning in my heart. The time cannot trace. When death my father, the suburbs treat me different. One day in the workforce, I told my boss last night, I met a woman. Beautiful and intelligent ass, where at? Where heights was that? The side of Los Angeles, ass, incredulous. You met an intelligent woman in East Los Angeles? I wanted to slap the cavalry from a smirk. Beat the manifest destiny out of his name badge, beating a paycheck. I stood in the weakness of silence, the pain and anguish of generations long past, alive and sickened in my chest. That is a shame. Attempted upon us, older than the tongues of bigots. Walked off job, marched off lot, fist up for the cause in the world that told us no, that has told us different. I have chosen yes. Yes, I am Chicano. Yes, Mexicano. Yes, indigenous, a brown skin and bleed red. Yes, unafraid and unashamed. My passion, my potential, my intelligence. Yes, the fire in my chest. Look into my eyes, you could feel its strength. And yes, as a matter of fact, some of the most radiant, gifted, talented, beautiful, intelligent women I have ever met reside on the east side of Los Angeles, just across the steps. The streets where I was born, inside all of this and more. I, like you, am made of stars. You, like me, are so full of pain are priming with genius. Listen to no one would make you feel different.
the way that one ends. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, I'm made of stars. Because I think I've heard that in a in a in a couple of your your poems, right? You've um, even got one called "I'm Made of Stars," maybe. Maybe I don't know. I'm at the whole pole. <laughs> the whole idea is just like uh, you know. Yeah, uh, I like it. That, that, I mean, I, I mean, I heard that as a kid. You know, we're, we're all made of, made of the same stuff as stars, man. That's that's never left me. So that's kind of just like. Mm, you're, 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 bad. That's so the about like, oh, I'm made of the same stuff as stars. <laughs> Yeah, your mom was a big, big inspiration for um, you um, being the the um, the avid book reader or the the the, the person that um, what was it? Um, I don't know all the big uh, poets of you know that your 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 parents would take you to open up a book and first see. Um, <coughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mom, mom, my mom would my mom would take me to see Shakespeare in the Shakespeare, park yeah. that when I was a kid. And uh, <laughs> so I was quoting Shakespeare at three or three or four uh, because uh, I went to go see Hamlet, you know, and there's a scene where Hamlet is, is hearing the, you know, the, the terrible crimes of his mother and his uncle. And he says, mother, speak to me no more. So we go home and play with my toys and I, and I don't put them away and I go play with some other toys. My mother says to me, you know, Mio, before you, before you, before you go play with those toys, you have to put the other ones away. And I say, mm-hmm. Mother, speak to me no more. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. So I, was I created a monster. Yeah, it's right. So I was quoting Hamlet at three. So that was pretty oh, cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, would you? Would you? Would you? Um, I mean, for you know, for I guess you know, I mean, if you, if you had kids or if you, if you do have kids, I mean, is that something that um you'd put on them first? You know, hey, you start reading um, Shakespeare and Hamlet and you know, I mean, is that is that kind of like the the go to about Shakespeare Hamlet? I mean, I probably try to like do more like you know, probably put like Luis Rodriguez or something like that. No, actually, it's kind of I never never for a kid, but like I, you know, I picked a I picked a Chicano, you know, I picked a Chicano. I would pick yeah, a Matt, Matt Cidio. Uh, yeah, I show my own stuff. Up. <laughs> that's, that's that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. That's, I'm that's the best, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't I raise my kids? And, and, uh, yeah, I'm yeah. the best for my children, so they'll read my books. The best. That's right, that's right. No, that's what it, that's what it's about, man. You know, we gotta yeah. start cultivating the talent. You know, I think the other day I was talking to um, somebody about you know politics, and he's like, "Yeah, man, if I if I even won that, if I even won that uh, that position, uh, you know, I mean, who would I vote? I mean, who would I who would I put in all them seats? You know, I'd have to basically put all the same people in them seats. I wouldn't have enough, you know, hint there Chicanos, you know, to put there. You know, we gotta we gotta build them first, brother." Yeah, I, I just I think that you know the thing the thing I mean I know it sounds egotistical to some people right like you know we have this real problem in our community where everyone wants you to be humble and we all try to like want each other to be humble and for no reason man this this, this world will humble us enough right? yeah that, that that's one thing I'm a big advocate against this idea of like of 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 of, of, of being humble in a certain kind of way I think that you should be humble. Here's what I think about that all that. Like I think that 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 when you're an artist, and this is goes for everybody, but it's really true of artists, you kind of have like this thing where you're like right, either really arrogant or really insecure, you know, uh, um, because you're 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 kind of panicking or something. And when you're really arrogant, 
you're not really assessing the world. When you're really insecure, you're not assessing the world. So it's almost like when you're insecure, you could have, let's say, an eight ounce glass and you have uh, six ounces of water. And you don't know if you can get that six ounces of water into that eight ounce glass, you know, because you're not looking at the world in front of you. When you're arrogant, you think you can get six ounces of water in a four ounce glass. You can't do it. No one can do this. It's possible. It's not the world in front of you. So that's like when you're arrogant and insecure. But I believe in moving instead of moving. And I don't believe in like stabilizing because I think we all kind of like go from pole to pole, you know? Um, you know, try to control it and try to minimize how far those poles are to be not so unstable. I think that's important. But the, the, you know, you're, you're going to be high, you're going to be low. You're going to be up, you're going to be down. So to go from 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 being from humility to to confidence, from being humble to being confident, I think that's really important. And when I think you should be humble, it's not being humble in the face of other people. It's being humble in the face of experience. So when you're humble, you're learning, and you're picking up things, and, you're, and, you, and you can learn anything from anyone. You're humble in the face of experience, like you're you're when you're when you're when you're taking in information, you know. And then you're you're confident in your execution when you're on stage, when you're delivering, when you're. Where you're really uh, putting things out to the world because you prepared well, so now you can be confident in your delivery of the message and the delivery of what you're doing. Do you know what I'm saying? And you're not thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about, oh, am I this, am I that? You're not thinking about, oh, this person thing that. You're just delivering the, the, the information. You're, 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 in that, you're in that flow state, you're just delivering the thing. You are that thing. And so I think that's what's really important to try and get yourself to that point where you're, where you're, where you're humble in, in, the, in the face of experience, you're humble when you're learning. And you're you're confident when you're executing. You're confident when you're teaching. So that's kind of I feel where people need to get at, uh, or, or I, I I feel it's good for me, and I think it'll be good for other people. But this this thing about being like humble, you know, in, in the face of like some like human hierarchy, man, forget all that, man, fuck all that. That 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 that, that kind of that kind of that kind of thinking is just it's, it's no good, man. It doesn't doesn't serve us at all. Yeah, I think you're 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 always gonna have your your critics. Um, you know, yeah, and I consider the source. I mean, I consider the source, though, man, because like a lot of people tell me they they, they don't want to get started writing because uh, you know, and this is gonna, this is gonna sound a little harsh, right? But they say they don't want to get started writing because of uh, their parents, you know, and all oh, my parents always discourage me, so I don't want to, I, I can't be a writer, right? And I'm like, well, you know what? Like, I envy you because you're telling me your parents are discouraging from being a writer, uh, and I didn't know that you know your your your, your dad was a Pulitzer Prize winning novelist. I had no idea that your 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 mom had won so many Oscars uh, for for you know these these screenplays. I had no idea your parents were, were were these really successful writers. Oh wait, they're not. Then what the fuck do they know about it? You no offense to your parents. <laughs> 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 you know, like, you know, so, oh, so, wow. you know, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about like you know you know you know what I'm saying. I don't worry about what people who don't do a thing think about your ability to do a thing. You know. Yeah, I think that's coming from, um, and I'm glad you actually said that because I, I wanted to ask you something about teachers, but um, I, I, I guess that's something um, sometimes people feel about, I think as a child, I always thought that about teachers. I don't know why, it just always, yes. what, whatever that, that paradigm is that you were explaining to me, Yeah, yeah. when I was young, I was like, you know, how, how do you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and so I, 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 growing up, I had, really, generally speaking, very bad teachers. And, you know, there's just one or two exceptions. And, you know, and, and my own parents, my mom was pretty encouraging, generally speaking. Uh, and my dad, um, my dad, not so much, but I'll tell you the thing about my father. I, I, I watched him work really hard. I watched him work really hard. So I picked up a lot of 
what I would consider my work ethic for my father. Um, so, so you know, in their, in both their ways, they 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 they, they manage whatever. But like most of the stuff comes from me. You know what I'm saying? It comes from me. It comes from my will, my determination. And I'm saying that not now to like brag to an audience or anything like that. I'm saying that because that you can go do it. You need to go out there. You need to find your will. You need to find your determination, and you need to and you need to grab a hold of it and push yourself and to be demanding of yourself. You know what I mean? And and for anyone who wants to be a writer out there, here's what I would say to you: What you need to do is you need to find a way to um, to develop a style. Find the become a student of your own mind. Become a student of your own work. Look at the things you do. Look at the, the unique, weird little quirks you have and sharpen them. I'm not here to tell you that you are enough. No, you need to work much harder. But sharpen those things. Work hard at those things. Work hard at things that are unique to you, and find a way to develop that into a style. Then you turn that style into a discipline, and then you turn that discipline into a standard of excellence that you hold yourself to every time. And then you become the world's leading expert as to why you are excellent. And once you are the world's leading expert as to why you are excellent, no one can ever discredit you. No one can. You will never look. You will never seek validation from anyone else. You're not going to be a bootleg version of somebody else. And no one can tell you that you failed at being you because you know better as to anyone as to why you are excellent. Once you do that, you're on your way. And uh, and then it's just all about marketing and about uh, distribution. Do you ever do you ever see yourself as a teacher? Um, yeah, I do a lot of workshops already. I mean, like, do I see myself as a uh, professor or something like this? Uh, yeah, man, that'd be cool. But like, I need somebody to offer me the job. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I was just asking. Did, uh, you know, I mean, you. You sound like um, you know you could teach, like you said, workshops or, you know, I mean, you you obviously got um, a, a, a a very unique um, talent. That um, I think a lot of people, if they were exposed to it, like you said, marketing, um, if they just knew that um, you know there is an emotional outlet, art form, um, etc., to uh, you know captivate. Uh, you know, um, a, a lot of various different genres, not just politics. Yeah. Uh, cause, you know, I mean, I, I talk a lot about politics, you know, in my show or in a lot of what I do, I guess just because of, you know, demographics. But if I was, uh, you know, 15, 20 year old, you know, I mean, that 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 perception, that lens um, that I see through um, very well will be different, you know, because I remember at that age, I hated politics. I didn't want anything to do with it. I didn't like power. I didn't like the understanding of like how people uh, treat other people, you know. Right. But man, yeah, I mean, like, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go well, ahead. you know, no, I mean, like, but so, like, you, you know, the little question marketing distribution. It's like the fact of the matter is, it's it's very difficult for me for me to like, you know. I mean, I've gotten press. I've been on. I've, I've been in the LA Times. Yeah, I've been in the LA Taco. I've been in. Um, been on C-SPAN. You know what I mean? Um, but like. Uh, it's few and far between to get like these things. I don't have a readily, readily, readily. I don't have these things. I can't access these things readily. So that's why it's really important for me to come on the Chicano show uh, with you, uh, and that's why it's really important for me to uh, to uh, just do the things that I do. You know, like and to really not just wait on uh, wait on that day when I'm uh, when the world's gonna treat me fairly. I'll tell you something. If you're out there and you're Chicano and you're waiting on the world to treat you fairly, you've been waiting an awful long time, you know? And uh, it's not going to treat you fairly. Uh, and it is unfair. And uh, when it comes to having our voices heard, 
it's more unfair to us than any other group of people uh, in the country, you know? Um, and there's a reason for that. And the reason is because we are the workhorse of this economy. We are here to, uh, to, to mow their lawns. We are here to uh, pick their fruit. We are here to, um, you know, if we, we, if we manage to get up a loop in the world, we're here to fix their car. That's it. That's it. That's how they view us. Not, we, we, got, we have nothing coming from them. We have nothing coming from them. So that's what we got to build our own. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think we, we have, have to take uh, it. We have to take think, it. Yeah. And um, you're, 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 um, you're invited back to the show anytime. And um, I think I could talk with you at length on a lot of different things. I just definitely wanted to do you justice uh, by, you know, plugging who you are, what you do, your books on sale. And I uh, talked a little bit about, you know, like how, um, this uh, this poetry, man. I'm 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 really inspired to uh, you know look more into it because I find it um, soothing, interesting, and invigorating at the same time. So, man, I'm glad um, we were able to do this. <clears throat> Is there any uh, I don't know anything you want to say at the end of uh, wrapping this thing up? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, check out check out the um, check out the uh, we call check out the um, I mean check out the book. Go, go to my website mattsadio.com. I do that. Also, um, you know, on social media, check out the Talagua. Uh, a lot of tremendous content. Um, again, I'm, I'm a member. I'm one of the members of that, um, and uh, and it's part of uh, it's me, um, Ernesto Ayala, and uh, Karina Akri Bias. And um, you know, it's a group effort. Um, really, Karina is kind of the heart and soul of, the, of keeping the thing going. What um, what is exactly yeah. Tela Jaguar? Just so the the audience knows yeah. but I know that uh, Karina is part of it I know mm-hmm. Ernesto Ernesto uh, Mayala personally good guy yeah um, but t- t- tell me about what y'all got going in closing what 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 is uh that tell her um well you know it's, it's like China media man because you know, again they're not give us a, a platform so we can create our own you know we, we formed a lot more because um in the, in the years uh, preceding this, we saw these all these attacks on Chicago Studies, which um, on the campuses, which you know Chicago Studies departments, which could only like you know lead out to the movement. So, you know, it, it was really a, it was really an assault on on, on the Chicano movement and Chicano kind of even you know, the concept of Chicano, right? They were saying things that was like an inherently anti-indigenous, inherently anti-black, inherently anti-this, inherently anti, inherently anti, all this kind of just like post-modern word salad nonsense. And so, um, and so we kind of like wanted to, you know, we kind of looked at this, made an assessment, you know, a few of us made kind of an assessment of what was going on, how, how did this, how did this happen? And we saw that there was this loop between the internet, uh, social media influencers, and, and members of academia. So I was like, okay, well, we know college professors, we know people who don't like this, uh, we will form our own social media group. Um, uh, through professors and like in 2020 you know at one point in time we were having like a 1.5 million views and whatever and interactions a, a week uh, I think I think the most we ever had was 2.5 um, but we would have one over a million whatever on a regular basis and uh, most weeks was like somewhere between 500,000 and 700,000 now Facebook is completely suppressing us 
um, you know, they, they tell us that they will not recommend our page, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know this is not like, they open them to you. It's not like a shadow ban. It's an open, like, it's an open ban. I mean, it's an open, like, uh, whatever. So, so, so we need the support. So come to the page and, and check it out um, uh, on, on Facebook. On Instagram, it's doing better, but, you know, we're, we're kind of new to Instagram. We're just getting started, so. But, you know, the, the point is we, we create memes, we create infographs, uh, we write articles, um, and we're just, we're just, we're really just trying to, um, we're really just trying to be a voice, uh, an additional voice, uh, a voice within the, the Instagram movement. And we're also like, um, the way we, the way we do things is that we really try to make sure that we draw our analysis from, from, you know, from history and from the economy. And then we draw our uh, direction from, you know, Momento. I mean, from from what's going on, what's going on with people. So we're very much like you know that old school kind of like um, you know historical materialist, um, not weapon Marxist. You know, not like <laughs> that class, not, not that kind of stuff. Not that that way, but you know, if we really look at the Chicano um, experience, uh, but bring that historical materialist outlet uh, uh, lens to to the issues of, to the issues of the day, how they're affecting people, how they're affecting our community out there. So that's what we're doing. That's what we've been doing, and uh, we try to have fun when we do it, and uh, and, and that's who we are, Del Hagar. So I'm very very proud to be one of the one of the three uh, founding members of that, um, along again with uh, Karina and Ernesto. That is so crazy that you, you talk about how um, you were at 1.2.5, 1.5 uh, million views, and um, you know your your um, analysis of that analysis of that in retrospect being. Uh, Facebook uh, banning or shadow banning or publicly banning. I mean, bro, yeah, you're. you're I mean, I I totally empathize um, with. Well, that's it. That's it. it doesn't I, just happen to us, you know, bro. I, I've seen them get shut. Uh, other Chicano sites get shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our narrative um, be taken out of context uh, grossly. Uh, to um, you know, I guess build a case against certain people or pages or groups uh, to get shut down, or like you said, um, limit the num the exposure. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're drinking beer or smoking marijuana or doing drugs, they want that meme to circulate everywhere. But if you're talking about injustice, is inequities or inequality? No, 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 no. We're not gonna really circulate that particular uh, Native American post. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Absolutely. They, they, don't, they don't. They don't. They they, they want. Yeah, they, they, they don't. They don't. They don't want. Yeah, they don't want it. I mean, again, we're we're here to we're here to we're just here to to serve them and 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 just. Uh, and, uh, and and drink beer for their amusement. <laughs> <laughs> hey, drink beer. <laughs> complain. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I don't want to complain. I'm just saying, man. I just, you no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, they're not, they're not, they're not, they're not, yeah, I got you. They're not, they're not here, they're not here to list it. They're not listening to our complaints. They're not, they're, yeah. they're, there's no complaint department for us. They don't, don't they don't care. They don't have, yeah. They don't have like this kind of sense of like white guilt when it comes to us. They they have this kind of get back to work attitude with us. So um, that's why I keep saying we have got to start our own. We have nothing coming from these people. We have nothing coming from like this broader American society. 
We have nothing coming from them. They're not going to give us anything. So we have to take it. Yeah, we have to take it. Let's start our own, man. But uh, man, I, I love I loved having you um, on the show today, man. I know you got a ton of things to do. Thank you so much, uh, you know, for being, uh, you know, here to, uh, you know, talk. You're invited back to the show. Uh, so uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, close this one out. Um, I appreciate everybody. Check out uh, Matt's website or uh, what? What'd you say your 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 page was? You have a, a page as well. Matsudio.com. Matsudio.com. Uh, tell a Jaguar, um, you know, or just, um, I guess, uh, Google the book on however you want to go ahead and get it. But, um, yeah, it's called uh, Mowing Leaves of Grass. You can YouTube, um, I guess, Slam Poetry or Matt Cedillo. And, um, yeah, man, I guess uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, wrap this up until the next episode. Um, thank you for listening. Um, I have to watch them. Peace. <laughs>